I was supposed to record an intro for this thing, but since Colin's taking the one brain cell shared between us, um, I guess this is all you get, so you're welcome. Take it away, Darth. And now, we're listening to Let's Talk the Sports Ball with Colin and Andrew. mic down you're like six foot four and i'm Shut five i'm up. five nine i just wanted to start the podcast by saying that mississippi state is the best team in the country because we beat a kentucky that's on a down year so 28 to 13 so good job that's all i got i don't care like y'all you play y'all play auburn auburn next week yeah and we're gonna win 28 to 13 ring the, the cowbell ring the cowbell again <laughs> We are sitting here right in front of the microphone, and that is the loudest noise that has popped up yet. That is obnoxiously loud. Imagine 60,000 of them. Fun fact. That. Fun fact. Let me, let me get through my fun fact. Well, hold on. I have a question before your fun fact. Okay. How many people fit inside you all stadium? 62,000, 67. Okay. Now get, now get along with your fun fact, and I'll... Um, well, Davis Wade Stadium, Mississippi State, holds the Guinness World Record for most people ringing a cowbell at the same time, and I am on that list. Congratulations! Thank you. Did Did you get uh, like a copy of the Guinness Book of World Records from when that entered it? No. Oh, that's a little disappointing. Well, I was broke. See, I want to know: Have y'all ever registered on like an earthquake? Because I imagine a lot of people are yelling when they're ringing these cowbells. It's not just ringing the cowbells and they're satisfied. Right. It's, so that's got to be too. super loud. It's it's incredible loud. Um, we've never registered as an earthquake, but also it's not like there's any earthquake monitors near Starkville, Mississippi, right? Like Seattle registered that earthquake because Seattle's one of the, you know, cities in the country that has a really big uh, threat for earthquakes. Oh. So, <laughs> I didn't know where you were going yeah. with that. So they, they actually monitor it there, as in Mississippi there's no reason to monitor that. Uh, see, I I also think part of the reason Seattle Stadium gets loud is because they they got that weird-shaped dome yes, that, absolutely. like, curves back in on it, itself. It's built I love to, that. I love that stadium. It's so cool. It's, I'm a 49ers fan. I hate the Seahawks, but that stadium. Do you think they meant to? Did they mean to do that when they built that stadium? Or was that like, that was like, because. This this was a few years back, so I don't remember all the details, but I actually watched an interview with the architect of that stadium who basically said it was completely unintentional, but like. We just happened to make this glorious. The, 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 The idea was make it so the fans don't have to sit through the elements without making it a dome. But that ended up amplifying sound more than a dome does, which is just so cool. What do you What do you think bring like Portland and their sports sporting things? Out of sporting things, yes, their athletics, sport, their, sports their professional athletics. It it feels it like it means more. Like the Trailblazers, went, like have a following. Like their their right. soccer team has a following, and it's right. like that in Seattle with the Sounders and their. Mariners probably not so much, but they've kind of sucked for like yeah. the entire 21st century, yes. except at the very fir- the very start of it. Yeah. 
but their football team, even when they weren't good, also had a following. Why? Why? What do you think the Pacific Northwest is like getting right? I think you can you can learn this from me. Hipsters fucking love sports, dude. And they're all in the in the Northwest, especially Oregon. Yes, the entire Northwest. If you live in the Northwest, you're a hipster. I don't care if you're hick, you're a hipster. That's a scary thought that there are hipster hicks out there. I mean, I think I fall fall somewhere in both of those categories. I'm not going to lie. That's respectable that you can admit that. It's true. I think growing up in a town of 40,000 people, we don't care about shit. Like, we we had, or we still have a a race car track, Hickory Motor Speedway, that is like, we call this the birthplace of the South. A lot of great race car drivers have raced there. I mean, back then, a lot of great race car drivers just raced wherever the the moonshine was or whatever. Yeah. But, like, now, even though they still have late model racing there, like, it used to be on the Bush, now Xfinity Series circuit back in the 80s, Hickory Motor Speedway did, as a small track, and then NASCAR did away with, like, everything under half a mile. And now, like, nobody shows up, even though it's basically still the same racing that it started as. That just, we just don't care. Yeah. Like, but like hipsters, hipsters don't care to care is what it seems like. Don't care to care. There's a there's a lyric that goes with this. It's a um, Pat the Bunny lyric. He says, I don't care that you don't care that I don't care. The only card game I know is Strip Solitaire. What? (laughs) Is that a song? Yes, that is a song. That's beautiful and also disturbing. Yeah. So welcome. Welcome to Let's Talk the Sports Ball, where we don't talk about sports or balls. Yes. It's been it's been five minutes. We there's been no mention of either. Uh, no, there's been mentions of sports, but none of them, no balls, no, specifically. No balls, yeah. Well, P is stored in the balls, if you didn't know. P is stored in the balls. That, that is a fact. Um, <laughs> babies don't come um. out of people. <laughs> they are delivered from the sky by God himself. This is what I learned. This is fact. I went to Mississippi State, and this is what I know to be true. I I played. I didn't go to a Christian high school, but we played a Christian high school in basketball, and just transferred over. And I'm pretty sure that it's they contagious. that their halftime pep talk got like into the water supply that we drank. Yeah. While we were at their right. at their basketball court. So that's what <laughs> that's that's it on that. So uh, let's talk about sports ball, man. Old Dominion. Let's start there. Uh, Why? Because we're both we're both so crushed by this game, I think it's a great place to start. For 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 reference, for anybody listening, um, all four of you, um, we we work at a news station, and so we record this after the eleven p.m. show. So we're both tired. Football's still going. Absolutely exhausted. Absolutely exhausted. We've had long days, um, but football's still going. But we have the results of the night shows, and we were rooting for Old Dominion all night, both of us, and. You know, our monarchs let us down, and and like a malfunctioning parachute, they just let us down hard. They let us down real hard, and we're brokenhearted. I don't think we'll recover from this. I don't think so either. I think this is my last night on this earth because of Old Dominion. <laughs> you damn you, West or Virginia schools. So, this entire thing, Old Dominion, almost beating Virginia, leading for like. What the first two and a half quarters? Yeah. If if I remember correctly, they were up what seventeen. It was seventeen nothing 17 at one nothing. point. Yeah. Here's the thing, this says a lot more about the ACC that Virginia, a team ranked twenty one, needed a comeback win 
to beat Old Dominion. Right. Like what? Like that really just says it all, doesn't it? Like it doesn't matter. Like you, it really doesn't matter in the ACC. Like you, you can lose to anybody if you're not Clemson. Yeah. I mean, I think we said that last week, but like it really is. Level of inconsistency is crazy. Which group of five conference has the biggest chance to bust into the top twenty-five? Because Boise State's in right now. UCF is going to fall out. And I just say this because Old Dominion's a Conference USA team. So it just maybe, I mean, they're not going to bust in, obviously. They're like one and two now, if that. So you got Boise State in there right now. UCF's going to fall out. Yeah. They might come back in. They might go 11 and one. But they're not going to, unless Boise State drops two, I highly doubt UCF will come back ahead of them. Yeah. So, so who's the group of five? We have Appalachian who's State. Who's the de facto champion for who's gonna take take over that role for UCF? Yeah, we have Appalachian State, who's undefeated, beat North Carolina. Uh, we have SMU, who just upset TCU, who was ranked twenty fifth when they when they beat them, and SMU's in the American, so they could the, take over that role in the American since they both play on different sides of that conference. So my my thought is right. And this might just be East Coast bias, but I think... East Coast, Beast Coast. Yes, East Coast, Beast Coast. Uh, <laughs> I've never been east of the or west of the Mississippi. Me neither. I don't know what it looks like over there. Well, It's I'm, probably black and white still. I've been west of the Mississippi, but like... like I've been... So li- close to the Mississippi, you could still see it. I've been literally I mean? on... Yeah. I've like, been on the Mississippi, but... I, like, I refuse to cross that line. <laughs> Uh, so this might be East Coast bias, but I think Appalachian State beating North Carolina, that's a more impressive win than TCU. I mean, I understand TCU is ranked 25, but it's TCU. I, I still – somebody – it's got to be Boise State's to lose. Like, yeah. how high can oh, yeah. they climb? Because they're going to they're gonna leap over A&M. Maybe. I mean, A&M <coughs> – bless you, God. <coughs> Just stop that. A&M <laughs> A- – <laughs> I'm just not going to talk about Texas A&M. That, that, Jimbo Fisher's... I'm allergic to Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher Academy is may, may not fall may not fall that far, but you, they're going to definitely leapfrog UCF, so they're going to gain that. Um, I mean, they're going to gain at least two spots, probably. Cause, or uh, Boise State. <coughs> <I'm> so, <laughs> I don't know why you said A&M. I knew you were going to cough after that. But, I mean, th- I think this brings up a good point that somebody said... Is any group of five team ever going to have any shot? No. At, and if it was going to, ha- if anything like this was going to happen, it would have had to have happened during it, UCF's run. It, well, I would say if we go back before the playoffs. So into the BCS. Into the BCS. USF, USF had a shot. For four years, it seemed like you had Hawaii right. one year give a real good shot, like crushing loss to Georgia in their bowl game. You had Boise State's run, obviously, in the Fiesta Bowl against yes. Oklahoma and a, a couple more seasons. Utah, when they were in the Mountain West, they beat. They were undefeated when Urban Meyer was head coach. Yes. They um, were good. And they beat Alabama one year, um, a different year than that. That was later on, like, like seven, or, seven eight. or eight. Yeah. That was when, that was when uh, the Gators beat Alabama in this. Yeah, it was, it was that year because then Florida obviously went on a national champion. Yeah, 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 yeah. If we had a college football playoff back then, obviously maybe the bias to still get the big-name schools would have been there stronger. But 
all it you depends. needed all you needed was like one more upset, and then Utah would have been in the national championship with right. like but, somebody but, else. But here's the thing: is that because the BCS was so unbiased? Like my thought is, if you have a playoff with the BCS deciding who gets in it, I think that's the best option because this committee's corrupt. I mean, absolutely. We have we have six people that listen to us, but people I'm declaring war on the college football playoff committee. We will declare war on the college football playoff committee. I didn't I didn't mind the BCS. It's like yeah, an SEC school got in the national title each year after like 2003 or whatever because they were the best conference. Right. Somebody somebody deserved to be in. I remember or, in 2006, right? You had Michigan and Ohio State. They were number game, one and two. It was game of the century, the, right. that game that year. Right. And everybody said that Michigan deserved the rematch and that Florida didn't deserve to get in, right? BCS puts Florida in, and Florida crushes Ohio State. Like, the BCS was solid. It made really good decisions. I think computers make better decisions than humans, I right? think it was all because of LSU-Alabama. That was like the, the, one of the final straws that people was like, people were like, right. why Alabama? They didn't have to play a conference championship, yada yada yada. They didn't deserve it. They they lost the game in overtime, like nine to six, to LSU, who didn't lose the rest of the season. Right, and who else was good that year? And and then Alabama proceeded to win. Just, I mean, they didn't blow out LSU, but they they certainly stuffed them right. in that national championship game with only. I believe one touchdown scored in between the two schools, like Trent Richardson run, and there was like five field goals for Alabama the rest of the game, which really just seals home how inconsistently terrible Alabama's kicking is that you can't make a field goal to win the game, but you make like five field goals in the national championship to to beat the team you lost to by a field goal earlier in the season. You're the only, not you, but... The Alabama fan base is the only people that would find pe- things to be upset with after the dynasty. I time. literally just don't understand how a university that has so many NFL players in it cannot find. A, does no one want to kick for Alabama? Does none of the, do none of their soccer players? No, it's cursed. Do none of their soccer players have the ability to kick with a football? Like find someone, please, that can kick on a consistent level. They cannot do it. Like, Georgia trots out a kicker with glasses weekend, week after week, and you can't find one kicker? That, that kicker was incredible. Georgia kicker? What was his name? Uh, Blankenship. Rodrigo yes. Blankenship. That dude was awesome. Love that dude. Hey, Georgia. Love that dude. Speaking of Georgia, very close call with Notre Dame tonight. Absolutely stunning. And my a lot of people saying that Notre Dame was, I think they were like 10 to, I think they were double-digit underdogs. Yeah. For most of the week, I don't, I don't, I didn't look at the line before the game, but it was definitely not predicted to be as much of a dogfight, pardon the pun, as it was. My thought with that is, Georgia is either a lot worse than I thought they were, or Notre Dame is a lot better than I thought they were. Because at the beginning of the season, I was so upset that Notre Dame was ranked in the top ten preseason poll because I just don't get it, like. This is a team that has consistently failed to prove that they're worth to, they're worth it in that spot, right? But they looked like a top ten team tonight. If Georgia is good, is is, is as good as we think they are. I I definitely think you you get a little shell shocked when you face your first 
opponent that matters. Yeah. And I feel like that was with Georgia a little bit. I think Notre Dame was a, a little bit better than we thought they were. I still don't think they were a top 10 team, top 15. You know, yeah. sure, why not? A lot of top 15 teams to start the year definitely don't deserve to be there. Another like, thought is, right? Georgia's been dominant, what, the past two, three years? But this is the first time we're really having to see them reload, right? I, I mean, people take it for granted because Alabama and Clemson have just reloaded every year after year after year. But this is the first time we're really seeing Georgia lose a lot of talent and see if they can come back from it, right? So I, it, it really comes back to how well can Kirby Smart reload his team, you know, and we don't know yet. I, th- I think... Notre Dame was a good test because Ian Book is definitely probably the best quarterback Notre Dame's had in a couple years. I mean, definitely since, like, I don't even know, gosh, go back to, I don't even remember. Who was the guy that went into the NFL who played with the Browns for a little bit? Uh, Brady Quinn. Yeah, probably since Brady Quinn because Brady Quinn was a a decent starter. I really liked Brady Quinn. Really decent for the Browns. Here's the thing with Georgia. They play Auburn and A&M to end the year. I don't think A&M is that good. I don't think so either. And I'm not just saying that because you have Jimbo Fisher bias. I could care less about Jimbo Fisher. Um, Jimbo Fisher bias. I think he was paid too much. I think That's not bias. I don't think Florida, with or without Felipe Franks, is good enough to beat Georgia. I think Kyle Trask was good today against Tennessee. But, I mean, he only needed to be okay against Tennessee to beat Tennessee. Tennessee beat themselves with with turnovers and absolutely just inept everything on offense. Right. Like, the offense, like, 34 points given up by Tennessee's defense with how long they were on the field. I listened to that whole game. That defense for Tennessee really kept them in it until it was like, until they just ran out of gas because they, at that point, they deserved to run out of gas. Yeah. But I don't think Georgia's going to feel tested by, ten, or, uh, by Florida that much. And, and if they are tested by Florida... I really don't think that Georgia is as good. I think they missed their shot yeah. to be to win the title. I mean, it, it could come back, right? I mean, like. It's, I mean, yeah, it could come back, but they they missed it with the talent that they had. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I'm saying is I I think they already did miss a window, and I think the question is, can they reload? Right? I mean, we we see it time and time again with you know, those top schools, but can Georgia do it? But you don't get a, you don't have the opportunity to wait to reload. USC probably thought once Pete Carroll left and everything else happened, they were like, okay, we can reload and come back, and they didn't reload, and they didn't come back. Yeah, no, so, I, get, I, get, I get that, but I'm saying... I think I think they can reload. Yeah. I think Georgia is better than USC was left by Pete Carroll, which I don't know if you plan on talking about this, but a lot of paying college football players has kind of circled back around. Did you see what Pete Carroll said? No. About, he said that he doesn't think that college football players should be played, or I guess I don't know if he was specifically said football, but, you know, college players should not be paid. Very funny. So what the fuck were you doing? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. If, it's like somebody tell Pete Carroll that Reggie Bush wasn't just, didn't just vacate his Heisman for the lulls or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't think Reggie Bush just was like, so, oh, wh- uh, wh- here, why did you have Snoop Dogg at practices? Like, what you, nobody cared. Like, Pete Carroll, you were so far removed. You've been so far removed from college athletics. Yeah. That you, we don't care. It's worrying now, Squirigami. Yeah, not only do we not care what you think about it, we didn't care if you were still in college what you think about it because you paid y'all paid Reggie Bush to come there and had to vacate the dude's Heisman even though that even though he totally earned it. 
Yeah. Like, you're a villain at USC. You're not beloved there anymore. Yeah. Nobody cares if you think college players should be paid or not. No. He has absolutely no voice in the college football community in California. And, and the thing is, I don't think it's that college football players should not be paid, but I don't think we're ready yet. I think what we are ready for is what California is doing with give them your no likeness. Give right. them your image because not only like the NCAA can make so much money off this. I don't know why they would not think this is a good idea because now you can sell jerseys with the players' names on it again, and all you you, you get a cut for it. You yeah, just have to give a cut of it to the players. Yeah, all you have to do is yeah, like you said, pay some, the players some of their own jersey money, but you're still selling the jerseys. Right. Like what's what's the issue? And and then at that point you can do. The NCAA, and you can say it has to be a flat fee for for jerseys. It doesn't matter if you go to Charlotte. It doesn't matter if you go to Clemson. You get a flat fee because that's fair. Yeah. And I think people are going to be okay with that because if you're at Clemson, you're like, most of them, most of the big name people are like, well, I'm going to go to the NFL anyways. Like, what's what's like Dexter Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence would have been like, fine, you know, whatever. I know I'm going to the NFL. I'll make money off my license. And the people at Charlotte are like. Great. If somebody buys our, jer- if like three people buy our jerseys, that's like sixty dollars that we so, that we have in our pocket well, now. And here's the thing too, right? The argument for it being that that's definitely an argument for being a great idea, but an argument for the current system we have it being terrible is this, right? There was a kid. I don't remember his name, but he was a kicker in college, right? Oh, was was he a kicker for UCF or USF? The Maybe. one that had a, a YouTube channel? Yeah, had a okay. YouTube channel. All right. And this kid ends up getting kicked off his team because he's monetizing his YouTube channel. That's insane. That's un-American. In no other, you know, situation in our country can you get kicked out of school for making money. You know? that That's insane. You, you Like, art students are allowed to sell the art that they make in a classroom. Like this, you know? <laughs> and what you're saying is this dude also had his YouTube channel before he went to UCF. Yes, yes. He didn't get famous because, hey, I am now the kicker at UCF with a YouTube channel. He came into the program with, with a YouTube channel. Right. I don't remember if it was UCF or USA. It doesn't really matter. But he, he had a YouTube channel before. He was in high school. Yeah. Before. And... What I think is weird is they allowed him to get the football scholarship and come to the university, and then they were like, by the way. Well, the school fought for him. Whichever school I know. Was, they fought for him. It's the I, NCAA that but like, ended up saying no. They, It's just, it's yeah, you're right. It's stupid. It's un-American. I don't, I don't know if you should pay them or not. I think at that, I think if you argue flat out paying the money, then that's I don't like it, but the scholarship argument is kind of fair if you argue to flat out pay them. But their likeness and selling their image, you're already doing that. Why can they not do that? Right. It's it's like it's like you know a booster could give this guy a car dealership. Well, if he's a five star prospect, what what do you realistically think the likelihood they're going to go to Florida International is? Right. You know, it's like they're already going to go to. Clemson, Alabama, Florida, they're already going to go to the top schools. It doesn't matter. And honestly, like, I mean, if you just look at the NCAA's case against Ole Miss, right, it heavily implicates that all the schools in the SEC are paying players, right? So, like, this is shit that's happening already. I don't think there's a major college football program in the country that's clean. It just, it's who the NCAA wants to smack down today, 
right? They smacked down Ole Miss because of what happened on draft day, right? That has nothing to do with the NCAA, like, actually caring about what goes on. No. You know, it has to do with Ole Miss embarrassed the NCAA on draft night, right? One of the biggest nights for the NCAA. So... What what are you what are you doing? Where'd you, oh, you dropped it. You were like three for three dropping your your vape stick tonight. I really am. Uh, I think it's these pockets. I don't, shit just keeps falling out of them. I had a, I have a pair of athletic shorts that a a guinea pig or no a hamster, uh, bit a hole in, and I lost ten dollars one time That's off ridiculous. the hole. It's ridiculous. And then the hamster got his tail bitten off by his his brother who was in the same cage. It was. It, it was like the Wild West in my in that hamster cage. You bit his tail off. It was pretty weird. Anyways. So, we had an idea. You had an idea that we were going to talk some sports history today. I did. That was a good idea. I also wrote down a lot related to this and then left my two notebooks at home. But I got the basics of it up. I, I pulled it back up on the internet because it's, it's pretty, not common, but it's like obviously being talked about a lot this year doing due to the NFL's 100-year anniversary, and that on September 17th this, from this past week, it's more like sports week, like something that was really interesting this past week, and that was on September 17th, which was the American Professional Football Association uh, had their second meeting on September 17th, adding more teams than they had to the league in their first meeting, and officially kind of forming their league um, as with 10 teams. Okay. So... I had something where I wanted you to guess who were the two teams from that meeting that still exist today. You don't have to guess what they were called back then because they were both named something different. Okay. But they are still around today. One is, I mean, they're not shocking, but one is like shocking how bad they have been throughout history. Okay. Just in general, like how they have literally, I guess this is a hint, never won anything that matters. Okay. In, in today's current Super Bowl era. They were called something different back then? They were called... The one that sucks, <laughs> that still to this day kind of sucks, um, their nickname is the same. Okay. But the city they were in was different, yeah. Okay. And then one who has won a Super Bowl, so there's a hint. Um, they were called something completely different. All right, here's what I'm going to go with. And... Oh, you know, I was about to say something, and then I had another thought that, like, threw off my guess. Don't mess around with thoughts. They, they'll trip you up. <laughs> they will. I, they're really hard for me. I don't know if you knew that. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. Okay. And I see I'm right on the edge of two teams. Why don't you say them? Detroit Lions, uh, Cleveland Browns. Okay. So, I think what you were geographically thinking, they were in that area, that Midwest, North area. Right. They're not there anymore. Okay. Chica- the Chicago Cardinals, okay. who are now, obviously, See, the Arizona that, that Cardinals. Was, that was another thought. That was... That was <laughs> See, never won anything. And the other team was, at the time, the Decatur, Decatur, I don't fucking care, Staley's, who are now the Chicago Bears. Interesting. Okay. All right. Decatur, I don't know. See, I, I knew one of them was going to be an NFC North team. Yeah. Because that conference. They, they're just so old. They're history. just old. Yeah. yeah. That's an old conference. Except for really the Vikings, who aren't and that old. I was like toying back and forth in my brain 
whether or not the Cardinals were an expansion team at some point. Because I remember you would you think they would be, but I, I remember there being a Chicago Cardinals, but like I just wasn't sure if that was the same franchise or what the deal was with it. Because there was there was. I don't blame you for thinking, for thinking that way because in NFL history, there were teams named the same thing that then, like, dissolved and then that then another team started and, like, took that team's history because it meant so much, which is weird because they would only last, like, See the three Browns. seasons. And, yeah, <laughs> Cleveland Browns had no history before, like, 1998 or whenever the, the new <laughs> Browns came back. Um, forget Forget the... Entire 1960s. Absolutely. It doesn't matter at all. But there was a Dallas Texans that just dissolved. And then another Dallas Texans came along. And then that Dallas Texans eventually moved to Kansas City and is now the Kansas City Chiefs. So there are two Dallas Texans, yeah. but only one still exists today. As the, now the Houston who is, Texans. No, the Chiefs. The Chiefs. They're, they, they moved and oh, became the Chiefs. I stopped. I've, I zoned out for a second. That's there. fine. That's understandable. But it's weird because the Cardinals have like 500. See, I would have thought the Chiefs were like. That's crazy. The chi- I like this. I like this history. This history lesson. I, lo- I, I, I went down the rabbit hole. I watched like a 30 minute long video on this, on the history of teams and everything like that. There was yeah. a team called the New York Yankees because what they really liked doing, <laughs> they really liked stealing baseball names. Yeah. And because they had brands and they wanted them to be associated, that's why. That's why. Wasn't there a Dodgers? Yes, there was a. Either there was a Dodgers or there almost was a Dodgers. Okay. One of the two. Yeah, I I Uh, can't remember what I read, but I I think we were both going down a Wikipedia hole together, and we read that, and I was like, "What?" Obviously, the New York Giants. Um, that's one named after a football team, which or a baseball team. Which really funny is the Chicago Cardinals. Being in Chicago, and then moving to St. Louis, where there was already a baseball team called the St. Louis Cardinals, yes. and then Phoenix, and then rebranding as Arizona, which I really like the Phoenix Cardinals. Like, that's that's funny for two reasons, because the Phoenix is a yes. bird already, yes. and then there's the Cardinals. Can they be the Phoenix Phoenixes? Can we like make that happen? Some petty, I was looking up some... Or would it be the Phoenix Phoenix? I was looking up so some football team... That's like Division Three or something, and they their their mascot was the Phoenix, and okay. that just pissed me off because it reminded me of the Stanford Cardinal, where where like should there not be an S? And if there's not, yes, throw up the tree for the Stanford Cardinal. Um, God damn it! What what was the score on that game? Let me look that Stanford, up. Stanford Oregon. Yeah, I, I'm Oregon pretty. Oregon was running away with it. I was rooting for Stanford. I didn't think they were gonna win though. Twenty one to six. Twenty one so. to six. All right. But yeah, football history is weird. The Chicago Bears renamed the Bears because Staley's is a terrible nickname, first of all, and because um, I don't think anybody would know what it would be, and um, they wanted to be the Bears because it's like the Cubs, yeah. so they wanted to be associated with the Bears or right. the Cubs. The Cubs. It's right. it's confusing. It makes sense though. It it really makes sense. The Akron Pros were the first NFL it's champions. It's Akron Zips. They rebranded as a university. <laughs> After that. They rebranded as a school. What's really weird is some of these teams would play college teams. Yes. And independent league teams not associated with the NFL. It's like when somebody plays an FCS school and they would it would just count towards their record. It's the, like, yeah, this is fine. There was an NFL, we don't care. There was an NFL team, and God, I wish I had the, the details on this, um, but there was an NFL team one time that played a prison. 
Oh, I think that was NFL Blitz. <laughs> I think that was the I think that was the game NFL Blitz that you were thinking of. No, 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 no. This actually happened. Um, this actually happened. I can't. I, I don't know. I don't remember the details, but I watched a documentary about it, and I was so fucking confused. <laughs> I like how we have something each week that's like, we don't know the details. We'll get back to you. <laughs> and and you already kind of touched on it with Steve Smith, who was the assistant basketball coach at Clemson yes. that you were thinking of last yes, week. Yes, it was. See, that's the problem. Like, you do a lot of, like, research, and, like, you, like— I just don't have a lot to do—I do, just don't have a lot to do throughout the week. Right. I'm, I'm busy kind of 24-7, but— my brain kind of just works in terms of like, eh, like I'll figure it out when I'm in the moment, you know? And so like, <laughs> no, we'll, we'll fix it when we get there. <laughs> right. Right. So like, uh, you know, usually that works. And then every now and then I start a thought and I'm like, I can't finish that thought. That's so I've got to like, try to like get out of it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I abort this. We got to get out of there. But you've already started it. So what do you do at that point? I know? think you just have to pretend like you, you remember. I should have, I should have helped you out last week. I'll be honest with you. I shouldn't have like left you out to dry. Like, oh, I don't remember that shit. I should have just, I should have just looked it up on my phone in the corner and pretended like I knew what was going on. Well, like, oh yes, Clemson basketball. Like, yes, okay. Well, look up the, uh, look up the NFL team that played a prison. I'm not gonna do that because I'm convinced you're just thinking of NFL Blitz. I really am, which is a, a weird game. It was actually the end game for NFL Street Two. I never <laughs> see. I never liked any of the NFL Streets. I thought they, they were, were just incredible. weird. I liked NFL Blitz, but nobody else seems to like NFL Blitz because it had rubber band AI, which it did, it did. and it fucking sucked. Yes. But I just, I just never liked NFL Street that much. I loved NFL Street. Like, you get that game breaker, you know what I mean? No, I don't because I didn't like <laughs> NFL Street. I probably so never got a game breaker. It's like, you ever play like League of Legends or something? You I, know? Uh, I played or Smite. Overwatch. I played Smite. I played Overwatch. So just like any game where like you have to like build up your special ability, mm-hmm. you know? I'm terrible at those. So it's like... Because I'm never <laughs> I'm never good for long periods of time. I like am good in short spurts. Well, you have that in NFL Street where basically like... If, if you build up this game breaker and then you're on defense, you just press square and you've got a player who just jumps over all the linemen, steals the ball from a quarterback, and scores a touchdown. That just sounds illegal, it's like, first of all. It's a free touchdown every, like, 35 plays or so. Dude, NBA Jam. But, 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 it reminds me of NBA Jam. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I love. But you hate NFL Street. I mean, it's been a while, so I'd probably love it, but I didn't like That's NFL ageism. Street. I'm sorry, but it's just ageism. Am I a boomer now? <laughs> yeah, you're a boomer. Damn it. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Speaking of sports games that are bizarre, Madden for the DS. <laughs> I loved Madden oh, for the DS. No, sorry, Madden for the 3DS. Oh, see, I never played that. That was I a weird. Like it didn't have DS light. Meet, dude. Madden 08 for the DS might be one of the most underrated sports games. Absolutely. Of all time. Uh, I had. Madden. A, I had. Madden. I had a tight end who was a rookie who was drafted in the fourth round or something like that. Who, for some ungodly reason, had a 99 overall and was like the godliest player I had ever played with on a video game, and I went 19 and 0. See, drafting 99 overalls was great in like Madden 07 and 8 when you transferred your draft class. And like you could make a college. Like I created a college, and obviously I made a dynasty because I was lame and didn't like a challenge. So my my third string was like a 95 overall quarterback. And then those guys would go to the NFL, but they'd stay 99 overall because they because the game and NCAA made them so ungodly 
So you just got a draft pick in Madden 07, and you drafted a free 95 overall quarterback. Right, you've already done the scouting because you played with him on a Yeah, like, I don't need to scout this guy. I know what he did. This dude was my third-string quarterback. This guy, He's going to be a Hall of Famer. This guy used their BDE to pummel Michigan State 59-0. to Like, I don't need to scout this guy. I, I played the game. But, yeah, sports games used to be so much more fun than they are now. Because not only can you not transfer a draft class, like the highest player you'll draft overall is like an 86. Yeah. And that's like one in every 20 draft classes in Madden now. So it, it makes sense. I, I understand where they're going with it, I think. I don't. I want to draft my 99 overall quarterback from Brown University. Listen, I, I just want NCAA to come back. I think, I think we all want NCAA to come back, which kind of brings back the conversation of playing payer. Play, paying players for their likenesses. Right, so that we can have NCAA. I'm selfish. I don't care about the players. I care about NCAA. I th- I'm so, joking. I, that's, I, that's wor- a joke. I, I worked with this guy who was like, you know, fuck Ed O'Bannon pursuing to like get his his name and college players monetized for their likenesses. He's like, I'm going to call Ed O'Bannon at this car dealership he works at in Tempe, Arizona and like, like just harass him. I was like, do you think that's a good idea. It's like, do you think he just gets that on the regular? Like, probably. Some, it's like, it's like Honda Silveroo car dealership. Can I help you find a new car? And he's like, "Fuck you for taking away NCAA 14." And he's like, hey, "You have a good day, sir. I gotta change my office number." <laughs> like, it has to be rough because he just wanted to get paid for being in a historic player in NCAA basketball. Yeah. He didn't want the game. To, a lot of people didn't want the games to end. Yeah, player college players are like, look, we this is what we grew up playing. We we just want to play in CAA. So I had a coach, right, and he was a Georgia Tech running back, um, and he he was our uh, football coach when I was in like eighth grade. He was our defensive coach, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, because NCAA eleven was out at the time, but I was talking about NCAA six. Because it was it was like race for the Heisman, right? It was right, right. it was so so like I still played NCAA six occasionally even when eleven was out because I kind of liked the old school, yeah. You feel it was like Desmond but, Howard on the cover first first time somebody who wasn't playing the previous year was on the cover, right? Um, but long story short, my coach was so fucking excited because he was like, "Yo, I'm in that game, third string running back, Georgia Tech," you know, like wow. <laughs> And so I went and I played as my coach. Like that's really I think, cool. I think there's like a lot of people that like felt that way. You know, maybe yeah. maybe I'm biased. Maybe that's like a really circumstantial piece of evidence. But you know, like if Mike Ditka wasn't like 85 years old when Madden started coming out, he would have been like, "Yo, I'm tied in for the historic Dallas Cowboys team, right. and for the Bears. Fucking look at that! I'm in the game twice, motherfucker." Like people. People who care get excited. Just look at how excited NFL players get get when they talk about their Madden ratings. Yeah, they get mad. Like, I like I like when a rookie gets mad. Like, dude, if you've played Madden, you know you're not going to be higher than like 82. Yeah. So what are you getting mad about? Like, what did you what did you Jonathan think you? Abrams, the incredible Mississippi State grad, uh, on um, what's it called? The I, the show with the Raiders. Hard Knocks? Yeah. He's on, so he's on Hard Knocks yelling at the Madden Raiders. Yeah, because, the Madden gods. Because he's like, why am I not 99? They're like, we haven't seen you play yet. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> then he goes out and gets injured in his first game. So, like, what's the point, dude? But he was playing through that injury, man. That dude's insane. I don't know. Ring the cowbell. Insane. Ring the cowbell. Dude. God. So, dude busts his shoulder, right? 
stays out there. Coach is like, why aren't you moving your arm? you got to come out of the game. He's like, dude, I can hit with my other shoulder, coach. They're like, no, it needs surgery. He's like that that knight in the Monty Python movie. Let's just but a flesh wound. <laughs> it's like, you don't have an arm. I think, I think no rookie should be rated higher than 80 in Madden. Because you just said you want to draft 99 overalls. Be consistent. I want to draft 99 overalls that I make. I don't want to draft 90. I don't want Daniel Jones to come out of Duke being a 99 overall. I want to know this brown quarterback that I created. But did you see how consistent he was on short to medium throws during the preseason? Hot dog. That just that sentence alone made me wet. That sentence alone just sealed the deal. He looked like a regular Dak Prescott. Gosh. Who did the you know, I see this is part of why I'm so pissed that I forgot my notes. I wrote down a lot of stuff for NFL games this week, and now I just have none of it. I, I, I see I looked it up. At the time, Dallas Miami was like a twenty point spread favored for Dallas. And I'm it's like, It's gonna be looking like Ohio State Miami game. It's I, gonna be Well what was really funny as seventy six to five. I was like, Wow, that's an ungodly score and then I looked at Dolphins Jets and it was twenty one. I was like, Okay, I see what we're doing this week. Dolphins are just like Or I mean not Dolphins Jets, uh, Jets Patriots. Jets Patriots. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh well Dolphins through two weeks. Another fun fact. I haven't seen I don't know where they are. I think they're MIA. They are. They are literally they MIA. They are literally MIA. Uh, but also, historically, they are the worst team in NFL history through two weeks. I thought you were just going to say they are the worst team yes. in NFL history. Through two weeks. Uh, in terms of I mean, I, bl- I believe spreads, it. In terms of point spreads and yardage <laughs> spreads, you know, words, they're difficult. That's why we started a podcast. We're bad at them. I don't know how to speak. My, my, my voice gives out after 30 minutes. Well, it's been forty, so see, it's already days. it's already giving out. It's so, it's getting hard to form more sentences. So on top of the sport, you know, coming off of the sports history segment, and then some random I, ass rambling, uh, we also wanted to do a sports news segment. I don't know is, if you finished your thought about Miami, like how bad they are. Just in terms of, I mean, that's all I had. Like this is one of the worst teams we've ever seen in the NFL, and they've played two games. Well. But but this is being compared to other teams that had also played two games, right? Well, this I, is yeah. three week two. But but like we've seen two zero and sixteen teams, and not even the are they not, the next? Not e- see that's what I that's see that's why I'm pissed that I didn't bring all my notes. I I looked at all the Patriots games for the rest of the season and the percentages they're favored. I looked at all the Dolphins games. Patriots were favored throughout the season, even against like the they play the Chiefs and they were like fifty five percent favored likely to win that game, and the Dolphins weren't favored to win any game. Now, this was before Antonio Brown was released by the Patriots, however. Right. So now it's possible the Patriots are even or maybe not even, like, favored to beat the Chiefs now. I don't know. Um, but the thing is... I don't think they beat the Chiefs. With, with every game laid out how it was, what was more likely, Patriots undefeated or Dolphins undefeated? Or Dolphins... <laughs> Dolphins... Uh, winless. Uh, yeah, winless. I, I think Dolphins are more likely than Patriots. I think Patriots are going to drop one or two here and there because they know they're in the AFC East and they're going to take a few weeks off because they fucking can. Well, I th- I think if anything, Buffalo can beat them not trying to yeah. pull out, not trying to like, we're in a we're in a weak division. We, we can lose like three games and still lead by five. I think Buffalo, if they're for real, they'll give... You know, you they'll, think they'll give the Patriots a run for their money? 
I don't know if they're there to give them a run for their money, but Buffalo, when they're tough, they're really tough. tough. I, I like Buffalo. I really like Buffalo. I think they're at least a a decent shot at a wild card, yeah, especially if the Chargers lose more games like to the Lions and other teams like that that they cannot afford to lose to. The Chargers, just in general, are such a tragedy. You really... See, what I, one thing I'm working on for maybe next week's podcast, maybe some far in the fu- some other far length in the future is ranking every quarterback's Super Bowl performance. Right. And you look at the Chargers and when they got there, and it's unfortunate that they had to play against one of the best 49ers teams ever of all time. Which says something cuz it's not like I mean the 49ers are a historically great franchise. Yeah. And they just and they're and they're Super Bowl and they they that is the opponent they get, and they lost like forty nine to twenty six. Right against, I believe that was Steve Young's six touchdown yes, performances. That was performance. So that was Steve Young's only Super Bowl. Now I think that was the only Super Bowl he was a starter for. Yes, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Because I believe there's one I don't remember who they played, but that he did like throw two garbage time passes. And in in this thing that I'm ranking, like. To, like if you threw two pass if you came in in garbage time there were some quarterbacks that came in for like literally the last half of a fourth quarter because they knew they were so far out of it I'm not counting them yeah. but like Craig Morton getting benched because he's so god awful in the Super Bowl against Dallas that counts because he started he sucked he threw 15 passes and then they're like <laughs> they're like we gotta bench you yeah. it's not working it's not working like so that that would count in my ranking. And I mean every quarterback, like every Tom Brady, not just lumping him into one, like is he the best quarterback ever? But every performance. But every performance. Like is 0-4 Brady better than the Brady with Nick Foles, like when when they dueled. Like it all just. Well, I'm excited to see your rankings. My very arbitrary ranking system, how I'm going to come out with it. Well, what you're going to do is you're going to put in a lot of thought and effort into it, and then I'm going to come in and be like, no, see, like, no, see, I liked that one better. And I'm just going to be like, hey, look. <laughs> <laughs> um, where were we going? Sports news. Sports news. Is that where we were going? That's where I was going. Okay, take me there. Uh, so we wanted to do a sports history and a sports news sec- segment. So I wanted to talk about this story about the Florida State kid. Oh, can I say real quick? Yeah. I was technically right that a coach would be fired. Yeah. I didn't say right. wh- I didn't say what true, sport. True. The Padres manager was fired today, Andy Green after four seasons. Technically, I was right, and I'm gonna hold that over everyone's head, all all four of your heads. So, so you're welcome. I'm gonna make a blanket statement. Somebody is gonna be benched over the next week. I'm gonna say somebody's gonna be born over the course of the next week. Who I, I was, who, who I was, will play college athletics at some point? Somebody's gonna be born in the next day. That's going to play college athletics at some point. Somebody's going to be born in the next day that plays at Clemson. That might be true. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see in 16 years. <laughs> yeah. So the Florida State kid that you were... Um, yes. So a Florida State kid. Uh, this kid's nine. And he starts a lemonade stand. And all the fun rate, all the funds go towards buying out Willie Taggart's contract. See, I I liked the story at the start. When when that's all I knew about it, I liked the story. Right. Then I heard he was a booster, like the son of a booster, 
which really then pissed me off. Because, like, y'all probably sponsored this dude's massive contract. Right. Giving him this massive buyout. He doesn't do what you want in not even a season and a half, and like a season and two games at this point, or three games at that point. And then you, like, then you clearly use your son as a publicity stunt. Right. To buy out the coach that you basically paid for his contract. And stop. Like, just deal with maybe a losing season for two straight years. Right. Because here's here's my thought with Florida State's program, right? Because I really did like it before I knew it was a booster son. Right, right. No, same. I, It was Absolutely. funny. It was kind of funny. It was really funny. But I think it's really indicative of the Florida State fan base right now, right? Everybody is blaming Taggart. But is Taggart to blame? And I think the answer to that question is no. I say not fully. I think nothing is 100% ever somebody's fault. Right. I think... I, I think, given the situation that this man has been put in, I think he's doing okay. I think... Like, don't get me wrong. If this is NCAA, right? His uh, <laughs> his, his he, meter of he's acceptance in, he's is in the like hot at 55. Seat. You know what I mean? Like, he's de- Yeah, he's definitely not the he, most beloved he's person. He's not in the green... But he's not in, like, the dark red. He's in, you know? he's in yellow to orange. <laughs> yes, yes. He's in yellow to orange. Like, I think this dude has taken over, like, a team that really fucking fell apart. Like, Jimbo Fisher really just gave uh, Jameis the green light to do whatever the fuck he wanted. And that ruined the culture. So you're trying to turn so many different things around. And how can you blame a man, you know? Like, this isn't his his sinking ship this is a ship that he hopped on that was sinking and he's trying to get it back up and i think that florida state was kind of falling with Jameis. obviously they went undefeated until the playoff his last year but they fell apart in that playoff right they weren't the same team they were and they won a lot of close games that shouldn't have been close games that year yeah like they could have easily like not been a double digit win team easily very easily so I and that's see that's where I thought that Clemson might head this year because they if if they didn't have such a great defense like they would be in like a lot of close games but nobody in the ACC is anywhere close to the ACC was back then. And Clemson's going to be a lot like last year, I think. Yeah. Like like in terms of like like not in terms of dominating the playoffs, but I mean like last year after the ACC championship we knew nothing about Clemson, right? Like, we knew Clemson was good, but Clemson could have been anywhere from good to what they were, which was fucking phenomenal, mm-hmm. right? And that's going to be the same thing this year, is they could be anywhere from above average to really fucking great. And we just won't know until they're challenged, which won't be until New Year's Day. And see, the back to Florida State, this is why I picked Tennessee last week to be the university I'd rather be in. Yeah, they're terrible. We know they're not great. But I think I trust Jeremy Pruitt more than Willie Taggart in general. Um, because, you know, while Nick Saban disciples have not always panned out, I think he knows enough about the SEC that he might be able to, you know, not be Kirby Smart level of disciple good. But he'll, you know, he'll, he might can turn things around in his tenure there, hopefully. Um, because their defense was was really solid today. It's just their offense is so inconsistent. 
They have no push on the line. They like didn't do a single thing at well, all. Pruitt's a defensive mind, and, so I mean, so he's got a more or less defense is going to come first, you know, and then you've got to find somebody to turn the offense around too. But see, Florida State just seems so so toxic. Yeah, like they're from their boosters down to their fans. It just seems like there's no love for for re, there's no time to rebuild. Right, and their fans as a whole are just but, toxic. But it, you know, that's a really good point. And I would argue that Tennessee was where Florida State is at right now a few years ago. Yeah, especially, you know, I read an article this week about Lane Kiffin's tenure at Tennessee Yeah, and how they almost beat, you know, that was the year they almost beat Alabama. And then he left to go to USC, and the fans were like, like the police told this dude who didn't even have Lane Kiffin in his car, he was just trying to leave the campus, he was like, you better not leave because they think that you have Lane Kiffin in your car and they'll throw rocks and try to break your windows if you stop or do they pass by you. That's like, that's crazy. the level of toxic that Florida State is almost at. Yeah. If, you know, they were kind of winning. Like, you know, Tennessee, they did win yeah. a couple of games under Lane Kiffin. So that would be the level that Florida State would be at if they were winning. Yeah. And... Th- if they even liked Willie Taggart, they don't. Tennessee liked Lane Kiffin yeah. when he was there and didn't leave. But this they, team doesn't like Willie Taggart, but they're still that toxic. Yeah. It's 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 not good. It's 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 what a fan base does when you have a winning history, right? Like I think a lot of these fan bases are toxic. The Florida fan base is so quick to turn on anybody. Who's there? And you can't it's give fucking insane. You can't give them any ammunition. Ammunition, like Jim McElwain gave them ammunition, right? By pretending like he was yes. being threatened and stuff like that. But, but like, even just like, I mean, date it back to Steve Spurrier, right? Like, one of the reasons he gave when he left for the Redskins, because the man is very just, you know, he he doesn't hold back. He doesn't give a, he just doesn't give a damn. And so the man says, like, you win a championship, and then anything less than a championship every year after that is a failure. We won ten games this year. This isn't a failure, you know. And like when your fan base just can't accept that every year isn't a championship year, like to me, the fan base can just become so toxic, you know. And you look at schools like Alabama where that's been fine, you know what I mean? But like. Because then you look at schools like Florida, like when that the wheels fall off of that dynasty, you're left with this toxic situation. You know, I think it's because Alabama has literally ne- we've never seen this before in sports. We say Patriots, we say, I mean, nobody I would s- say Bama in the '80s. But the thing with the thing is, like in the modern day 21st century, all the technology, blah 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 blah, everything's so like in your face and everything. Even the Patriots haven't done what Alabama's done. Right. Like, the Patriots, for, you know, from the Super Bowl they beat the Eagles in to the next one after that, who I believe was Seattle. Like, it was a long time. It was a, it was a long time until they won. They lost to the Giants twice yeah. in that span. They didn't win. Big Ben, Peyton Manning, yeah. uh, Joe Flacco one year. They, they all got to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And for a long time, the Patriots didn't get get there or didn't win. Right. It, it's it's an old dynasty that made a resurgence. So they, in that aspect, they were like the Spurs, you know, with Tim Duncan, who won a lot. Yeah. But it was over a long stretch, like, to when they would—like, they won in the late 90s. 
and then they won again in 2007 against the Cavs, and then they like you know pulled it out again in the in the in the mid 2010s. So it was like in that aspect, I would compare the Patriots and Spurs dynasty. But every year, Alabama is literally there. Yeah. Literally right there. Yeah. And I don't think we've seen anything like that. Am I saying that they won't be toxic when they fall off a a bit more? No. But they're not going to call for Nick Saban's head. They know what Nick Saban has done for them. Right. So if some year, you know, something happens, they go eight and four, they're not going to instantly fire Nick Saban unless he just leaves because he doesn't want to. But I'm saying, so like Nick Saban retires. Right, let's just put this in a hypothetical situation. Nick Saban retires. You get some guy coming in, some Nick Saban disciple probably, right? Um, whoever that is, if you go 9-3, and three, fan base is going to be calling for your head. Well, I think, I don't know if, you know, because, I mean, they had to do that before with Bear Bryant when he left yeah. or retired. Um, they might, because they might, this is a different era, these are new f- kind of new fans you know a lot of those fans that was a long time ago um but this is a new era so maybe they would be that toxic i obviously i don't know i wasn't alive when bear bryant retired i feel like they might not have been that hard because you literally have a living legend and you know that when he leaves it's not going to be the same right you just have if you don't realize that then i don't know how much of a fan you really are that pays attention because you are literally losing a living legend that in your wake and yeah you you know you can't you should know that you can't replicate what they did there yeah so that's fair i just at I least know. at least i am ready not ready for him to retire i am ready for the descent hopefully only slightly when he re- when nick saban retires right i th- i think there obviously is going to be one i just hope that it's not absolutely program crushing right which i mean they've recovered from it before so but what are the chances you find a third living legend i don't know if they're willing to sell their soul to urban meyer then i'm fine with that i i heard the the other day is if you're willing to sell your soul go get urban meyer True. Because That's, he will get you at least a national championship. He'll get you a natty and, and three and three ma- heart problems. Yeah, and three major infractions. Yes. Absolutely. And one Aaron Hernandez. Okay. I don't know if that was his fault or not. Um, so obviously we didn't pick out or I I didn't look at any mini uh games going on next week. I, I didn't either. Uh I got I only see one ranked matchup. Okay. So or two that are definitely going to be between ranked teams. Uh, I don't have Arizona State, Colorado. I will look that up real quick. But as of now, Washington State, Utah, both those teams are going to be ranked. Washington State was leading by big by a lot when we came in here. Yeah. Um, Utah lost, but they were 10. So, so they're not going to... 20-something, yeah, I would guess. Yeah, I mean, they lost Maybe to USC, who was ranked last week, who barely lost to BYU. Yada, yada, yada. So I doubt that Utah's so, going to fall out of the top I, 25 from 10. That that reminds me of something that I had wanted to talk about today. Um, so with this Utah loss... Dude, I said Washington State was was leading by a lot. I guess UCLA... It's 49-46 as we record right now. How many... Hold on. I need to find this out. What in the world happened... This segues perfectly into what I wanted to talk about. Washington State was up forty nine to seventeen at one point, and wow. is now 
Jesus Christ. Chip Kelly, dude. Dude, he... All right, so maybe Washington State will be ranked next week. Maybe not. I don't know at this point. Um, well, here's what I wanted to say. With the loss of Utah, are the only teams left in the Pac-12 who have a shot at the playoff? No. Washington and Washington State. No, because Washington Washington has a loss to an Auburn team who may go ten and two. May win. The, I mean, they could win the SEC West. We don't. Yes, they have we don't that know. loss, but. I think that's a respectable enough loss that you still have a chance, personally. If oh, no. you, oh if I you mean, run the table. Wait, who did Washington lose to? They didn't lose to Auburn. That was Oregon. Yeah. Who the hell did Washington? Washington lost to Cal, so no. No. Yeah, Washington's right. not getting in. We're drunk. Auburn beat Oregon. So who still only has one loss. So, so Oregon, Oregon, may, and Washington. Maybe may Oregon. Definitely not Washington. Right now, Cal's undefeated. They have to win out and have a lot of things go their way. So maybe, think, maybe, maybe they have to win convincingly, which they did not do today against an Ole Miss team who I do not think is that good. Um, the Ole Miss team was favored in that game. They were, but I also don't think that that's a fair excuse. I think I think they still should have. I don't think Ole Miss is – I think it's because nobody believed in Cal, not because – Anybody thought Ole Miss was any good. No. Uh, Colorado just beat Arizona State, so Arizona State is no longer undefeated in the Pac-12. So there is literally... How many years in a row is this going to be without a Pac-12 team? Uh, they're not, they're not, they're not getting in. They're not getting in. Right. So how many years in a row? This is, like Not since Washington, like that first year, right? Um, Oregon the second year. No. Oregon the first Oregon year the first because year. they... Washington the second year. I think Washington, didn't they get in two years in a row? Probably. Um, I'm not going to fact check that. That's too many Wikipedia trips down the hole to look up. But, yeah, they're not getting in again. It, uh, I mean, again, unless Cal wins out convincingly and Oklahoma and, and like a Big 12 team. Yeah. You know, it's just the Big 12 doesn't work out again. Cause like they didn't their first year, the first year of the, of the playoff. I mean, honestly, Georgia's, uh, Georgia has a good shot to get in, like Bama did that one year. If they lose the national championship, if they went out and if they went out and lose the SEC championship, Georgia has a good shot of anybody to get in. Absolutely, it's Ohio State's to lose right now because I think Ohio State is up there with Alabama, Clemson. I mean, to they're dr- looking real good. They're the, scary good. I think Georgia might have chose the wrong quarterback. I think they might have should have. Told whoever was heckling him at the baseball game to shut up yeah. and not harass Absolutely. their future starting quarterback. Um, but I mean, right now, I think it's Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, with only the SEC championship loss, and Ohio State, then Oklahoma. Because I, I, I like Jalen Hurts and I like Oklahoma, but Jalen Hurts never has really showed up for a big game until last year's SEC championship. And not saying that he will lose the game at Oklahoma, but I'm saying... He played great in the national championship. Y'all lost to Clemson. If Yeah, but if all five of those teams went out, except for Georgia, obviously, with the one loss, I don't think that's good enough to get in. I agree. For Oklahoma. So... And, the, and, and that's why... That's why this is why I think you have the Pac-12 commissioner, 
the Big Ten commissioner and the Big 12 commissioner all pushing for a 16 playoff, which Did is you something... say six or 16? Six team. Six team. Okay. I like that a lot more than 16. No, let's go to 48. I mean, I'd like... So that's a conversation... I, I would like a 16, but I know they're not going to ever do that. So that's a conversation that we're going to have in next week's podcast episode because there's so much to unpack there with playoff expansion. So if you enjoy us rambling, I think you should tune in next week to hear us ramble about college football playoff expansion. So real quick with those two picks, maybe Washington State's not going to be ranked, but pick it right now, Washington State, Utah. Washington State. I I love my Cougars. I think, listen, if if it's this close with Utah or with UCLA, give me Utah. Because, I mean, USC is not bad. Even with a third-string quarterback, USC is not that bad. I think they just got unlucky against BYU. Yeah. I don't think they were good enough to be ranked, but I think they just got a little unlucky with uh, BYU. Uh, yeah. And then Virginia-Notre Dame, look, if Notre Dame's for real, and this and then this loss tonight's not a bad loss, they're going to beat the brakes off of Virginia next Absolutely. week. Absolutely. I, I think both of those teams are huge question marks for me, but I think... Oh, definitely Notre Dame way less than Virginia. Right, Exactly. Virginia, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Virginia won this game, but we'll see. I also wouldn't be surprised if Virginia lost by thirty. And that's what Syracuse was like last year. I think Virginia is just the new Syracuse. Yeah, slightly less good in my opinion because Eric Dungy was a really good quarterback. Um, but I mean, people thought Syracuse might have a shot last year to beat uh, Notre Dame and Clemson. Yeah. Um, with Trevor Lawrence, if he did not get knocked out, even if in 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 that game, um, and then Notre Dame, like it's like a thirty-five three win for Notre Dame and against Syracuse. So I definitely don't believe in Virginia more than I believed in Syracuse last year. And with the way Notre Dame played at Georgia tonight, give me Notre Dame by like right twenty-five. I'm definitely picking Notre Dame in that game. Uh, so I picked two. I picked some games at the opposite ends of the spectrum to look at. I, I really like Coastal Carolina, Appalachian State. I think that's definitely a game to watch because App State seems good. This win against North Carolina was awesome, but Coastal Carolina hasn't been looking bad either. But they beat UMass, who lost by 25 to an FCS school, and you and there's but, but no way an FBS team should lose by that. Take back to the game at Kansas, though, right? I mean, I, I've liked but Coastal we, Carolina this year. But do we still believe in – look, I, I think Coastal Carolina is going to have a lot of success. I think they might make a bowl game if they're eligible. I think they are. Um, but Appalachian State has built this program from FCS powerhouse to only having, like, a, a one losing season in the transition to FBS. No, to, Appalachian – I'm not – that's not taking anything away from Appalachian State. I just think – this is going to be a good game. I think App State pulls away with it. But I think Coastal Carolina, give them a few years, and that's a team on the rise. And, and the Sun Belt, my God. Um, but tickets for that game, $153. That is the most expensive ticket at this moment for ne- for any game next week. That's insane. 100 to get to Kid Brewer Stadium in Boone, North Carolina. That's insane. That's That is a... A powerful stadium. That is like one of the most happening stadiums in the country, especially Absolutely. especially for a group of five school. It's one of the most like huge atmospheres. Boone is a football loving 
town, especially when Appalachian State's doing good, and they're obviously doing good. Yeah. So at the at the opposite end of the spectrum, Northern Illinois at the moment, Northern Illinois versus Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt in Nashville, two dollar tickets. I don't think that'll be that way at the end of the week because it's an SEC school. Um, so to so on the other end, Holy Cross Syracuse three dollar tickets. That one will probably stay at three dollars. I can't see that game getting to be that expensive. Absolutely not. But I mean, Northern Illinois Vanderbilt. It, even though that's an SEC school, I think that ticket price is going to stay. I, and I, I'm making a trip to Nashville next Saturday. You can come with me. We'll record the, record the podcast there. I got a two dollar bill. We'll record the podcast. I mean, that means only one of us can get in. The other one's going to have to hang outside the, the stadium. Well, then you better bring some quarters, bitch. I'm, what, I mean, there might be an arcade nearby. I'd rather go play at the arcade than watch <laughs> Vanderbilt play anything. They hung up 50, they, they hung up 38 on LSU only because LSU kept giving them the ball every two seconds. It's like Troy State DeVry, that video you made me watch. That's the only reason DeVry scored 140 points is because Troy would give it to Because LSU them. played fast. Yeah. It's not because Vanderbilt's good. All right. Do you have anything else to add for this week? Um, I'm going to make a prediction. I had a prediction, and then I forgot it. I have a prediction that Antonio Brown... Oh, no. Oh, no. ...is going to get signed and then placed on the commissioner's exempt list. Drew Rosenhaus today said some teams are talking to him about signing Antonio Brown. I think. Do we know who? Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't see an article to read. I didn't. Okay. I don't think we know who yet. Okay. So so then let's speculate for a second here. Who's dumb enough? That's a really good question because I don't know who would be dumb enough to think that Antonio Brown is good enough to take. Not the Chiefs. Not with everything they dealt with Tyreek Kill no, and don't. Kareem Hunt. No. They're not going to take Antonio Brown. Not the Brown. Like, you got to think contenders who might be a piece away. And I don't know who. Not Dallas. Dallas doesn't need him. So, like, like who? Yeah. Who is willing to put up with a headache that doesn't really have a headache to deal with right now and kind of has not an iffy culture but not afraid to take on Somebody, because I mean, really, when the when the Patriots release you after that, that kind of usually is Bills. the end. I don't think the, I mean, I don't think the Bills. He didn't want to go to the Bills. That's why. That's why. That's, that's right. why he, he didn't, didn't. He didn't want to go to the Bills. So why would he go now? I. I mean, it's He's way more desperate now. I see. I don't think he is. I think he knows. I think they know somebody's gonna sign him. So I don't think he needs to go to the Bills. In like a desperation move, but I don't, I don't know what team is dumb enough that also doesn't really have a lot of weapons already. I mean, wouldn't it just be unfair if the Rams go out and get him? You think playing the, Madden football, like signing everybody at this point? The Rams don't need him. No, I mean, I, but like, could you imagine like that yeah. would that would be more crazy than the Patriots signing him? Yeah, that and that be. team is loaded with already three decent wide receivers. Yeah. You think the Jaguars? No, I think the Jaguars. If they trade Jalen Ramsey this week, which I read their owner, Shad Khan, loves Jalen Ramsey, is willing to give him a new quarter or a contract. So that makes me wonder who's out first, the GM, the cut, or Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone, or Jalen Ramsey? Who's the first to leave? Yeah. And I would say probably Doug Marone. Yeah. If the owner loves. Coughlin's a legend there. Well, I mean, apparently Jalen Ramsey doesn't like him. So. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who wins that battle. Because, I mean, Tom Coughlin doesn't have the relationship with Shad Khan. Yeah. You know, but I don't know who is desperate enough to sign him. I mean, it really might depend on if a wide receiver goes down this week. But even then, the Rams won't need him. I don't think Dallas would want him. And you, I mean, you've got to think about these. The, the Packers and Vikings don't need him. Bears won't put up with a headache like that. I mean, who think about it? Like, yeah. Who, who's willing to put up with that in the possible locker room division that and, comes with it? And even before he steps on the field, players might not like him before he gets there. And then he might spend some time on the exempt list for who knows how long the investigation takes. Right. So I don't know if any team's willing to put up with that headache. All right. I like your, I like your, I like your bold, bold take there. I'm still thinking of somebody. I can't think of anything. I can't think of a single soul that would take him. It's, but I'm going to predict it that he's going to get signed. It's it's 2 a.m., so it's fair. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's fair to not be able to think of a team right now. I think this is how you start a successful podcast. You talk until 2 a.m. That felt good. That felt good to ring that cowbell. <laughs> right? It's a good feeling. That's a double cowbell. It's, it's welded together. This is a very girthy machine. Yes, it is. This carries a lot of power with it. Like, if I saw some dude walking down the street at 2 a.m. with this cowbell, I would just hand him my wallet. There's no stopping this guy. Hail State. Hail State. Uh, Garrett Schrader's a fucking beast. That's my takeaway from this week. That's a fair takeaway. I like how we m- were talking about shortening this a little bit. And it's going longer than last week was. Yeah, it's it's longer and filled with more rambling, rambling content. We'll figure it out. That definitely does not hold together at all cohesively over an hour. Hey, it's fine. It's fine. People want to listen to conversations or they don't. We're having fun. We're making something. Uh... You either want to listen or you don't. <laughs> and that's all I got to say. There's two options in this bitch of a world. Either listen to Let's Talk the Sports Ball or you don't. And right? right now, you know what? Fuck 7.6 some billion of the world. That doesn't do it. We only need six people on this planet. That's all we need. That's all we need. I'm sure one of them was a female. <laughs> that's hate speech, Andrew. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> probably. All right. Um, tune in next week. Uh, or don't. To, or don't. Two options in this bishopal world. Uh, listen to us talk about college football playoff expansion. Uh, last week you rolled the paper. This week I'm rolling it. I crun- uh, I crumpled it. I didn't roll it. Um, I don't know what you're doing. You're gonna send that to your husband in the war? Yes. Okay. He's fighting gallantly. Um. Yeah. Uh, Cowbell's claim. Hail State. Hail State. <laughs>